0: Uh, then we have the best, the best uh, female actors. Let's plow into mm-hmm. that. Um, okay. Let's see. The Leftovers. Uh, we have Amy Brenneman <sighs> as Laurie uh, Garvey. Uh, Carrie Coon as Nora Durst.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Amy Brenneman had... It's amazing that she is relevant to the show in season three. And I thought it was clever how they maintained uh, her role mm-hmm. with uh, Tommy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. With, with Tommy and with, um, it's not David. Uh, who was the, 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 the fire chief and, and, uh, Jarden, John, John. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her relationship with John, like the, the way they kept him around, but yet she wasn't defined. Like she wasn't just, I mean, they, they started off running like this positive scam, on people to help them with their grief. Right. And then she ends up having, like, these, like, this this really emotional, like, grace note uh, for her character's exit, which turned out to be a false exit. Like, (laughs) I mean, she's good. I hated her so much in season one, and I respected and admired her so much in season three and found, like, almost that she was more of an audience surrogate than, like, even uh, Kevin, which Kevin... Mm -hmm was valuable for being the center which insanity swirls, but also the one that would be like, this is fucking stupid. This makes no sense. Right. Just 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 to let you know at the audience that you're you're not off your rocker thinking that. Uh-huh. And I felt like she took a lot over that uh, that duty this year and she did a really great job, but she's not fucking Carrie Coon as Nora Durst. She's not Uh yeah, I what can I say about Carrie Coon that I haven't already said? That I didn't say last year when she fucking won this category, right? Um Well, she added aggressively non-sexual nudity to her repertoire. That's true. Because, like, that... Uh... I mean, they, a lot of times they say like nudity is a brave thing to do, which I always kind of like. I guess scoff at, but like I guess mm. it is a vulnerable thing to do. Yeah, to like you know completely have an extended sequence where you're the only thing you're the only thing in the room and you're fucking naked, your mm-hmm. mother naked. There's no place to hide. No, I'd and,
1: call it brave. Sure, yeah, I think it's um, a brave performance.
0: And it w- and it wasn't like titillating, and it wasn't sexual. It was just like this this thing that they were doing, and and almost like a like a reverse Adam and Eve kind of thing. Like like you know, instead of being cast out naked from the Garden of Eden, she's being I don't know pulled through the other side uh, <laughs> naked. Uh, but I, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. And I uh, thought... her scenes with Matt. I mean, before she does that, um, yeah.
1: are are truly amazing. Yeah, uh, her. Her fucking i mean the the final episode of this show is just unspeakably awesome mm-hmm. uh and it comes down to the performances of those those two main characters which right. are Justin
0: Throw and Carrie Coon right who play so perfectly off of each other and there's like three different things you can take away from that final episode and from mm-hmm. the series as a whole all of them contradictory <laughs> Sure. but you can like that's kind of the thesis of the show like whichever of these you choose to believe you can support and argue about and 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 be moved by and connected by um and that's that's all on Carrie Coon and Justin Thoreau's shoulders mm-hmm. to make that work and these you know and also their characters that, that they've had the the pull off but yeah i thought it was uh you know her best season yet honestly and i f- was really worried when they teased the old nora uh early on in the se- in the third season oh, that yeah. that's she's yeah. just going to look ridiculous under all that aging makeup mm-hmm. but when i actually saw it in motion and everything it's just, it, it's great it's great like her and uh you know kevin getting to be kind of like high school sweethearts at the the, the, the at the at the school dance kind of feel like was enhanced by the fact that they're oldest shit at that point yeah and i mean the sadness and the joy
1: simultaneously that comes through in those scenes right right is uh, i mean
0: those two actors and there again like you know as a a man who like i don't i don't consider that i started living my life until i was about 30 years old (laughs) okay i can really sympathize with the like the poignancy of like shit i've wasted so much of my life doing something against my best interests Mm, yeah but yet it's also not too late to stop doing that and find meaning in life like i mean like i said i'm in the take for this show the show was made for me as far as i can tell and the fact that there's about a million other people that off and on liked it too is kind of kind of amazing but it's clearly the best thing in my opinion that was on this television this 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 year and has the best the best acting and writing i've ever seen
1: yeah and i mean of all the performances so there are other really solid female performances in the show like like i said in the male category i think the leftovers gets every scene right um the the woman who i almost, plays put, I, almost the put outback, Reg- I
0: almost put regina king on the list just for her five minutes right uh she just doesn't have a big enough role
1: right uh, even though the what she does is amazing yeah uh, the woman who plays i, the, I don't the, know her yeah, name but, but she outback, lost all of her children
0: in the outback yeah uh,
1: right um she's fantastic and has a great scene with Kevin Garvey Sr. Mm-hmm. where I go, wow, that was an excellent performance. Um, I I just don't think anybody has done it as consistently or as impressively as Carrie Coon. Yep. Even Amy Burniman. Uh
0: Stranger Things 2. Are we going to bold Carrie? Oh. Or does she not need to be bolded? Yeah. She's bold, bold with a bullet. She bolds herself. She's bold. Bold and and, and brave. Brave and bold. Yeah. And buck naked. Stranger Things too, Winona Ryder as Joyce Breyers. Um Not as good as her first season because you know she had to take a backseat to her son essentially. Yeah, um, but still just just an amazing Winona Ryder, believable Winona Ryder performance, and I love her and uh, David Neighbors chemistry. Or harbors Jim, chemistry Jim with, uh, with with <laughs> no, with Jim Hopper. Him. Yeah, like I mean, I can't say enough about how happy the final fifteen minutes of the final episode made me because mm-hmm. everyone got their moment of like that. Yeah, we have put these characters the last two years to fucking hell, mm-hmm. and here is just a little bit of a nice scene, a nice gentle happy ending for everybody until we start to fucking torture machine up again next year. Uh, she's great, but. She's not Millie Bobby Brown as Eleven uh, hmm. because I thought as much as I thought that she was really good the first year when mm-hmm. she played essentially a, uh, a broken lab rat, um, the rebellious mutant daughter, yeah, uh, and and some of the things that she had to say about like her new form of captivity that she had with sheriff hopper um i thought it was great and i'm also one of the weirdos that didn't think episode seven was a fucking piece of shit and really liked that ad, that, that 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 arc with her discovering her sister and getting a new bitchin look and hairdo um so i i think like, she continues to be uh i hope i hope this fame doesn't fuck her up because mm-hmm. like she reminds me a lot of like a Natalie Portman from Leon the Professional. Just like how yeah, the fuck absolutely. is this twelve thirteen year old doing these things? Mm-hmm. Like what 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 what's uh, yeah yeah. I, I hope I hope you navigate this 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 shit Hollywood minefield uh, with 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 all your humanity intact, Millie. Uh, Sadie Sink is uh, Mad Max. I mean she's good. I just don't think she's like a standout.
1: Standout performance.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, she's essentially plays like this, like, tomboy character. Like, I thought she had some really good stuff. It's kind of like, I don't know. I, uh, she had a lot of good scenes with her brother.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think in the moments where she wasn't just tasked with being a kid, um, who was having, you know, problems adjusting at school, mm-hmm. I think she was more interesting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a good performance,
0: certainly, yeah. but I don't think it's as good as Winona Ryder or Millie. Do you think that we should bow both Winona and Millie or just keep Millie? let mm, I see what she did uh, last year? Probably, let me switch over to the Baldies.
1: Probably just Millie.
0: I'm, I'm interested in seeing huh millie bobby brown barely made the top 10 one two. oh wait this i don't think is in any particular order mm-hmm. so i'd have to actually well what the fuck i'd have to actually look at the reward show that's not fun um yeah i have no idea what she ended up with last year i thought she was pretty close to like in the top two if not uh, the top three if not the top two
1: yeah uh, she was up there
0: to me i would take i'd take millie and that's it do you want to make an argument for one owner writer nope okay then let's slow down to Mister Robot. Uh, we have oh, so you put you put Darlene. I didn't put anybody on this list. I know for a fact that you you didn't put Darlene on there. Uh, Are you sure? I didn't type because I any thought of the I deliberately asses. made the editorial decision to leave out uh, Darlene because I didn't. I uh, no. I didn't. I mean, she's all right. She's all right. She is. She's not going to win Mister Robots chunk of this no i think grace gummer is like on a whole other level especially in the very final episode and i like portia doubleday as angela moss sue me do you i thought you you turned on i i didn't like so she had the opposite season. of grace gummer where she kind of like faded in i mean i know what they're trying to do with her character and they're trying to express how like fucked up and traumatized she is but she comes across as just like this lost little girl which, to me, is less interesting than the, you know, like, cold-blooded assassin that she was kind of starting to become in Service of White Rose. That's that's just me. But to I, me, I think, like, Grace Gummer as as Dom stole the show. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, separate the character from
1: the performance. I think Portia goes a little too hard with Angela. Maybe does a little too much with Angela um, hmm. this season because when she does have that turn she just goes full on crazy and i think from a character perspective i'm more okay with that than from the performance perspective yeah, I mean, if she, that she, makes
0: any sense just like she becomes like the cat lady version of hugh he- uh um uh, uh, uh shit what what's the leonardo DiCaprio aviator hugh howard hughes, hughes yeah she becomes a crazy cat lady version of howard hughes mm. in a single episode
1: she and does, it, and it, I don't.
0: I didn't have a problem with that turn for the character, but I think the
1: performance was just a hair too much. Like, it needed to bring, reign that in. So what needed to happen is it needed to even out a little bit more for me. Like, I wanted a little bit more from Angela Leonardo when DiCaprio, she was in her. Two and a half
0: hours of The Aviator to get to that point. Well, she's had 30 hours of Mr. Robot. Yeah, like, but she, she she wasn't dashing billionaire playboy Howard Hughes and then five minutes no, later Crazy she, Cat. No, she,
1: she was psychotically fixated on an ideal that she thought she could hit and then that was taken away from her i i don't know i i thought the character turn was fine i think the performance was a little okay beyond what i wanted to see okay like like if she had been a little less monotone just like robot bullshit in season two and a little less completely lunatic performance hmm. in season three and those had come closer i would have said okay there's a little more nuance here, a little more subtlety in the performance. But right. see, I didn't see her as just robotic. So I saw in season
0: two. I thought she was just very driven. Um, like she reminded me. She, she yeah.
1: I, I mean, it was that cold. It, it was that very like detached, doing the stuff she's got to do. She's and very ignoring. Kylo
0: Ren. You got to kill the kill the past to to, to see your future. Kind of, kind of, kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, didn't
1: quite work for me as well as Grace Gummer, who I thought did a great job as Dom. Um, and she she was also on the quiet side with that performance. But once she gets to the point where she's asked to do something really impressive, I think she does have that subtlety to it.
0: She, she has an anger. She has like a she literally a fear. lights Darlene on fire with her mind. <laughs> yeah, she uh, with does. her words. With, with her, her words, words yeah. and, and and not, not literally. She figuratively, but emotionally, <laughs> just sets her sets her on fire, and it's pretty pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't beyond that line. Like I felt Portia went.
0: But. Okay, so. Are we going to put Grace on the list on the short list? Yeah. Let's move on to Deuce, where um, Maggie I mean, every... Maggie Gillenhall is going to going to um, definitely She's gonna eat, the,
1: eat eat the Deuce category for lunch. This is like a top probably and then top go back three back for performance. seconds, probably a top three. Performance. She's fucking incredible, and in like in every scene she's really really good and then in a couple of scenes she's some of the best acting i've seen all year
0: um Dominic Fishback was interesting because i thought she was one of the best things in show me a hero and she comes back as this Darlene character like this this prostitute that like i start to get on her good side and she's like interested in literature and she's like you can tell there's a lot more to her but then there's a scene ah. where she goes back home yeah And recruits recruits. her friends for her pimp. And it's just like, oh, damn it, Dart. You know, it's... I mean, that's why the deuce is so good. It's always got you reevaluating what you think of people and who are the good guys and who are the bad guys. And the reality is there's no good guys and bad guys. There's just people out there making rational choices for the information they have at the time they've had and the people they are. And it's just, you know, tragic because you're this... Omniscient narrator, and you can see it all. But she's she's completely fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, but but she's not given the two or three monologues that Maggie Gyllenhaal were given. That's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I am going to bowl Maggie Gyllenhaal, and 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 move my happy ass down to Fargo. Sounds good. Uh, Fargo. Speaking of uh, Carrie Coon, Gloria Burgle, I thought after she was so amazing in leftovers that this would be the year of the coon because you'd have uh you know she she puts in a a very small but poignant performance in the post uh she's a powerhouse in leftovers and she's on fargo as the as the star turn which is usually like um the best role to have like mm-hmm. in season 1 um fuck what's her uh Matt, Mo- Molly yeah that's, Ma- that's her character name, Molly, yeah. best, best role to have uh, in second, like, um, uh, sh- shit. It, what happened in season two? Simone? No, 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 I'm talking about for the... Mama the, Gerhardt? The, the, sh- the sheriff. Uh, Luke. No, Pat- Patrick, uh, yes, Patrick. Patrick, yes. Patrick something. Patrick Wilson? Patrick Wilson, Wilson. Yeah. Best role to have. So I just thought Carrie Coon was going to be a, sh- a shoe-in. Mm-hmm. And instead they had her just really... Like it was all entirely in service of her character, but she just really drew back and was not Nora Durst. Gloria Burgle I mean, is was, not it Nora was Durst. Pretty close to like a Marge Gunderson, right? Like I mean it this is a very
1: Fargo character. Um
0: but I even one word like like imagine Marge It's a if, little bit sadder of a if her husband character. had just yeah. turned gay and was gonna go do duck paintings with his new fabulous gay husband And, and she, she was she's now just, a single mother. Yeah. There's something broken now. Like she thought she had this yeah. life and now that's gone and all she's got left is this detached cop persona who mm-hmm. also is under attack by this fucking asshole in the form of Shay Wiggins who's trying who's the worst cop ever and is trying to destroy her instincts every turn. She's just this like the more, I think about it. The more you're supposed to see that Gloria sees herself as the robot in the third episode, right? Which you know you're like, what the fuck is Aaron talking about? Robots and third episodes, and <laughs> you, you, Fargo season three is a hell of a ride. Yeah, is all I got to say. And you might feel frustrated and and, and tempted to give up during that robot episode, and which I'd say, nope, that's that's where the dark. That's where the it's, it's darkest before the dawn. Uh, but all this is to say, this is not the performance that Carrie Coon will be remembered for. No. It's good. Certainly in my It's mind. a type of, it's something she wants in her portfolio because it's excellent work and it's an excellent role. But Mary- uh, L- I feel like it's serviceable in a way. It's almost utilitarian hmm. in a way that Leftovers Carrie Coon is certainly not. No, that's a showpiece. Yeah. Uh, shall we give a little talk uh, to Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Nikki Swango? Sure. Very memorable um, character in her own right. Yeah, she is.
1: Uh, I I don't always like her, but I definitely didn't hate her. Um, and I'm talking about the character here. I think uh, Mary's performance was actually really good. Um,
0: I liked her when she was with... I mean, I liked her when she was with uh, Ewan McGregor's loser brother. I really liked her when she paired up with Mr. Wrench. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked her when she was in the Jewish purgatory mm-hmm. with um The Wandering Jew played yeah. by Ray Wise I think is the guy's name. Think that's his name. Uh I I think she was the most interesting character on the show and she's very resourceful and 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 uh, amazing and she's allowed to be like kind of like a badass turn that I did not see coming. Mm-hmm. I really I really I really liked it. Like to me this is this was um you know Scott Pilgrim's girlfriend. And now now uh she's Mary elizabeth winstead and and I think there was always this like line that she was kind
1: of straddling between, will she turn out to be a good or a bad person and right. and playing that, I think is difficult because if you go too far in the supportive role for Ray, right, she could become just seen as a good person um if you go too far in the other direction you're you're gonna think, well, she's trying to fuck Ray over here mm-hmm. or something. And she always had us questioning that, and I think that was essential for that character.
0: Well, because yeah, because that's essentially the whole season. You're supposed yeah. to decide, you know, between between Ray and uh, whatever the other uh, brother's name was, which of them is telling the truth, which of them has mm-hmm. got the, the right the the, the the birthright. You know, like is is Ewan McGregor's character only good in the context of how terrible VM Varga's character is? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Fargo loves to play this, those those Shades of Gray, uh, but I don't know if any of them if any of them should get bolded. I mean, I hmm. like everything after ever happens after Nikki gets the shit beat out of her by uh-huh. Yuri or whatever the wolf's name is is amazing. But those first five episodes. She kind of was just this—I don't know what you'd call her, like uh, jail bait for 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 Ewan McGregor's because I mean, uh-huh. like literally, not because she's underage, but because right. she's a parolee. That he and that's like he just felt like she was using him the whole time, and it—you know—I don't know. That's something I feel like that was still stuff that people debated up until the final episode. Yeah, uh, I had decided that she was true blue for him for uh, for a long time, but you know, I guess that's how you what what you brought into it. I. I, I, mean, I, I, I might bold her. I'm, I'm looking it down the list hurt. here a little bit. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't Hoyt?
1: Uh, I think of those two, she's definitely
0: coming out on top in Fargo. Uh, what do we think about uh, Lou Divine, Sangier, uh, Esther from The Young Pope? Yeah, this was.
1: <laughs> Man, I don't even know how to describe her
0: character. It's like it's, a Bathsheba role. Like sure most well, most of what she was there to do was to be a temptation for the young pope. Yeah. But that's also I think shortchanging her character and how weird things got between her and Jude Law and her Swiss guard husband. Yeah. You know, it's just like it was really weird like if a, if what if a secret service uh man's wife fell in love with uh like John F. Kennedy type US dashing American president Mm -hmm. and like what a weird love love triangle that is but they also weren't allowed to bang and also there was a miraculous (laughs) childbirth involved Uh, Uh, (laughs) yeah it's
1: it's a very nuanced interesting performance I think Um, and a lot of that is the material Mm -hmm. but but Ludovine is
0: able to able to pull that off I mean there's that the, I mean as a consequence of the way this show is structured there's not a lot of female roles on The Young Pope. Right. You know because last I checked uh women can't be cardinals and bishops and 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 popes and that's 99.9% of what you see on the screen. There was and there's John uh, John Pope's mom, John Pope uh his mom. Oh. His his not mom.
1: His, oh. his maybe
0: mom. Yeah, how do we I don't remember. Di- how do we leave off Diane Keaton? Diane Keaton. Keaton yeah. And also, who was the communications she's director for the Vatican? Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, she was fun to watch. She was fun to watch. She's kind of because like she a was, Catherine Zeta-Jones type of role.
1: Yeah, she was kind of the one who came up, came in to the Vatican and, like, stirred shit in a weird way, right? Like, didn't play
0: by the same rules. She intrigued, rules. The, young po- yeah, she intrigued yeah. the young Pope. Yeah,
1: she intrigued the young Pope. Because she didn't have the
0: same restrictions as all the religious people in right. the room. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um... But I I don't I don't know I don't know if any of them make the bold cut. I mean I would say if we're if we're throwing Diane Keaton in there,
1: there's reason to talk about it. I'm, I'm talking um, about it.
0: like she's uh, it's a good character, like this weird kind of tomboy nun who had this giant impact in both of these young men's lives, and then how that spun and who has too. like some ambitions that yeah. That,
1: are sort of in competition with Jude Law, right?
0: Right, because she she doesn't agree with everything that he's doing, but she's still having to carry his water out of some kind of loyalty, but she's also got loyalty to the church. Like, it's it's a lot of complex stuff there, but I don't know that the performance are uh, as good as – like, none of these performances moved me even as to the Mary Elizabeth Winstead level. Right. I didn't think. They were much more, and the problem is, in a, yeah, this, they're Esther. much more supporting characters than they are. That's a, and maybe we need, like you know, maybe we need a guest slash supporting role category. I'm starting to like. i I slowly starting to realize as I like do these award shows, the, like why the they divide things yeah. the way they did, mm-hmm. did you know. Uh,
1: but yeah, I mean Esther, Esther to me is a really interesting, complicated performance. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that like I know it's not going to win, right. So I don't know. Uh
0: <laughs>
1: Sister basketball. Sister
0: basketball. Uh yep. yeah, I, I'm fine with not having having any of these in. We're gonna have easy okay. we're gonna have a top ten, won't we? One, two, three, four. Yeah, I think, I think I think so. I think we will. I think we will. Okay, 'cause here's a here's a packed here's here's uh here's a, a pack cast in a handmaid's tale. Yeah, one I haven't seen yet. Elizabeth Moss as June slash offred again. I've I've not seen Elizabeth Moss be bad in anything, mm-hmm. and she is fucking amazing throughout the entire run of Mad Men. But she has a whole other gear as far as like righteous anger and indignation at uh, anyone would feel at the loss of personhood and some of the petty cruelties that uh, uh, she, that she's forced to endure in the show is just like it's it's terrible, and she has these natural visceral reactions to them. Uh yeah, I don't know, it makes you ask questions like if I was in a situation like this, would I would I, you know, cuz like there's so many different women that have different reactions to essentially being enslaved and enslaved and treated as breeding stock by by these people. Um like do you Keep your head down and and hope something from the outside saves the day. Do you try to res- like resist in small ways to to try to try to kind of tilt the playing field and, and position yourself into a, a place where you might be able to make a difference? Do you just like defiantly like fuck all this shit and get killed, eat a bullet in the first day? Like like what 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 do you do? What do you do in in this crazy fucking world? And. Uh, she was amazing, especially towards the t- the, the tail end of the the season. She's amazing. Uh, I put Yvonne Straw as Serena. The she's the the wife of the commander, and you find out that they're the architects of kind of like this new weird. Fundamentalist religious sect that's taken control of America and enslaved all these women, and and as a result, she has kind of been like this is a very intellectually smart, sophisticated woman who's got the same intellectual shackles put upon her by this new system because you know again, she's this really very smart, engaged, driven woman, and as a result of her ideology winning, she is now a second class citizen. Hmm. She's like first class among women, but all women are essentially some sort of chattel, so, like, that that sucks for her. But because of her role, like, it's it, it just like the Commander Fred or whatever, uh, you can't really feel sorry for her. Like, they can't humanize her, or sympathize with her too much because she's a fucking villain. She's, like, there's, a lot of this is her fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexis Bledel, do you remember, Alexis Bledel plays uh, Lorelai Gilmore on the Gilmore Girls. She also had a pretty memorable role as... Uh, a dude that Pete was cheating on, on the the the, the train ride uh in Mad Men. Okay, I I don't remember. I'm trying to because like th- my, my point is I've never seen her where I've been like I really like Lorelai Gilmore the you know the Rory Gilmore character and Gilmore Girls but like I will say that Alexis Bledel is not amazing. She's just like you know that's the character she plays and I really like that character but Alexis Bledel is amazing in the one or two episodes that she has in The Handmaid's Tale. Um and then Samara Wiley uh who was last seen as Poussey on Orange is the New Black plays um you know Elizabeth Moss's best friend pre-collapse and they in they 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 get back together post-collapse and they have a whole little arc and it's it's she's she's really good too. But she wasn't given as much to do as Elizabeth Moss, and she didn't do anything as volcanic, in my opinion, as Alexis Bledel. So, ah, huh. uh, this is just me arguing with myself. Uh, Elizabeth Moss gets deleted, apparently. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Moss gets bolded, uh, and Alexis Bledel gets an honor. Like you, you would have, you would have won a potential guest star in category. Huh. Uh, Godless Merritt Weaver. Who yeah, you might have Denise re- recognizes Denise from the, Walking, the Walking, Dead. Walking Dead, one of the better characters from the later years. Yeah. Um I've seen the first three episodes of this. Have you seen I like her
1: the scene where she negotiates with the mining company?
0: The well, the, the women so, sit
1: down in a room and, and negotiate. Yes. If that only happens once, then yes. If that only happens once. Okay. Um Okay, cool. Because I like that scene a lot, especially as it comes to Merritt Weaver's performance and she has a lot of stuff toward the end that is not really that is not really hinted at mm-hmm. quite quite as much as I thought it could have been in the early going. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does she puts in a lot of good performances toward the end of this series, which uh, I, I don't know that we can really have much of a discussion on that. But what did you think about the the mining scene with her? Because I think I think she has like a an app ab- like a definite presence like almost in as Here's, much as jeff daniels has a presence i can in see what show. you're
0: saying and i really like this actor i really yeah, liked I her too. in uh the walking dead she's got she's she's a pe- she's something open and appealing about her that mm-hmm. i really like however she's playing a very different role she is in this
1: which shows me kind of her range although
0: i guess they are bear- def- definitely definitely much stronger yeah i mean she's uh, very denise much comes yeah, around yeah, yeah. to a place you, where but but this this character is very strong yeah um her accent is so god-awful in the three episodes I've seen. <laughs> and there's a lot of that. Yeah. Like, Sam Watterson plays... I mean, plays... that's a
1: part of her performance. Sam right.
0: Watterson can't decide whether he wants to do Slim Pickens <laughs> or his prosecutor from Law & Order. Uh-huh. Like, and he kind of drifts or in the and news out between... Or like, any... Yeah. Yeah, I... The, some of the accent work on the show is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's one of the worst offenders. They even Scoot. Scoot's not got the accent. No, yeah, 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 yeah. So I have, I don't, again, and I've only seen a third of the available episodes. I haven't gotten all the way through it, so I I don't know. I'll let you, I mean, sounds like I mean,
1: she's doing a lot in that scene. I I think there's, because she's not the only voice that has has a vote um, in that scene, it becomes a very tense moment, and I think she portrays that really well. Um, And later on, some of the, I'll say heartbreaking stuff that happens with her toward the end of the series, and it's a mini series; it's like seven episodes. If you haven't seen it, you should probably go watch it. It's, Will there be, especially season? if you like westerns? Um, I don't think so. Okay,
0: you know, uh, I can't,
1: I can't imagine. But okay, because that's
0: what I am saying. Like, I I, 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 somehow think that's more exciting than than otherwise. Yeah, they call it a limited run
1: series, so. right? Right. Um, yeah, I would suggest going to see it. But yeah, I think she would definitely make my top ten. Uh, female actors,
0: okay. Uh, Game of Thrones. You are have to remind me of the Lena Headey scene. It's, it's mostly here. the scene between her and Tyrion in King's Landing when Tyrion is trying to bargain with her yeah. after like Jon Snow and Danny had bungled negotiations. Gotcha. For a fairly stupid yes. part of. The, I mean, that's the thing. Is like I, it, it's hard to get excited about these roles because they're kind of swirling around s- stupidity. Yeah, um, but she—I mean—that's another thing. Is like, she's done so much great work, and like, is she ever going to do better? Is she ever going to get better than like her walk of shame, right? Or is she ever even even better than like her verbal dueling with Robert Brathian in season one? I—I—I mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know because I feel like this show is shifting into big budget blockbuster, and you're just not going to get these. He's quiet. I mean, I don't even think there's anything as good as she did last year. When Wasn't last year the one where she tormented that nun? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, I guess I was expecting a lot more, like, just her sitting on a black throne of blood, cackling evil. Maybe that's going to be next season. I was expecting to see her, like, in full maw from dread. Mm Mm-hmm. You know just like a really unhinged portrayal of this and it's still a fairly conventional cersei role and as such not as much for her to sink her teeth in i mm-hmm. also i didn't think that uh like maize i didn't really I, I, Maisie williams aria was okay uh I mean, Game of Thrones suffers like from Sophie being in Turner season seven. Did better as Sansa than the, which, which fucking yeah. surprised me. But still, like outside of one particular scene, mm-hmm. which was kind of depending on who you talk to, hackneyed and horseshit how they maneuvered them into that position to have it right. Not super, not super great.
1: Yeah, no, I think Game of Thrones. All of the actors and actresses from Game of Thrones suffer for having been in that show for seven years and having done right. such excellent work for seven years and
0: feeling like. The, and again, not that the show is no longer excellent; it's still a really <laughs> no. great. And and there's nothing else like it on television. But I just don't think we're going to get these quiet scenes of intrigue mm-hmm. that really let guys like Peter Dinklage and women like uh, Lena Headey shine. Yeah, maybe, maybe there'll be some. Maybe, maybe there'll be some real emotional powerhouses and tearjerkers next season. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping we got a year to go before we see it. Uh, let's go move on to Better Call Saul, where there's really only one real choice here: Rhea Seahorn, who plays Jimmy's we, long-suffering it, girlfriend. Can Kim. we in Game of Thrones, real quick, talk
1: about Amelia um, Clark? Okay, I'm sorry I know. About I know Clark. you've long not really liked her performance. It's not Thought a lot, she was I think she's, okay okay just, she's just fine. She's yeah. very
0: good at being powerful, and she's very good at being righteously indignant. But any other emotion. Like especially just like sorrow or like a wistfulness, she's yeah. not not super great at.
1: And, and she had one of her biggest moments in this season mm-hmm. uh, when she returns to Dragonstone, and I think they, yeah, I if I remember correctly, I felt like that left me a little cold, and it may have been the placement mm-hmm. of that scene in the season. It may have been the performance. I think it was a combination of both. Right. Um, but I I don't think that Amelia Clark has done you know as impressive work as like Lena Headey for instance
0: yeah and even that scene even if it left you cold like imagine if it didn't have uh is it Ramin Jawadi uh the composer like Mm. if it didn't have his score backing it up right like would it have been anything Mm -hmm. um I'd like to see the leftovers without music uh, yeah, I mean it's still be. but <laughs> I yeah. what that's like. I mean it's. Bit, I, I know that's not really fair. Like if you take sure, away, yeah. take away the soundtrack from anything, or just don't edit it. You know, take away <laughs> right. any of the tools from the tool set. Turn off the lights. Uh huh. Turn off the lights on the. Turn set. Turn off the cameras. I'd like to see. <laughs>
1: Let's just get the audio. Amelia
0: Clark emoting into a camera with zero light on the set. <laughs> you know. Sure. Just, just out of focus. I think she's, you know, our re- like you get Meryl Streep in there and she's like, you mm-hmm. know, she in Candace's because that's how good she is. Uh, Better Call Saul. We got we got off uh, track. Rhea Seahorn. She's really good. Oh, you're be- You're bolding it. Already bolded. Oh, yeah. No uh, discussion. Me, this is uh, one of her
1: finest seasons. Yeah, like like one where she can really shine. She's given a lot to do. Yeah.
0: And uh
1: Yeah, branching out on her own, you know, getting away from Jimmy, I think is. Watching her, some her
0: good. burn the candle at both ends mm-hmm. until and and her j- doing it and succeeding until she doesn't is pretty great. And then her kind of like turn to couch potatoism I thought was yeah. super entertaining and a nice character moment where and, she's just like, you know, fuck it. Fuck it. I've 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 done this this way and it's gotten me in this position so I'm just taking my off pants and I'm watching Netflix or I'm 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 hitting up Blockbuster. Yeah. Uh it's pretty good. It's pretty good.
1: And her coming uh, I think to near the end of her rope with Jimmy, I mm-hmm. think has been uh a very interesting thing for her to do as an actress. Uh I I don't know. I I thought it was a great performance.
0: Yeah, she had to like uh, cuz she has this like contempt for Chuck like mm-hmm most right thinking people do. However. <laughs> but she also, like, you know, is on the other side of the fuck Chuck bandwagon where it's like, I don't know if this I, how I feel about him getting taken down this many pigs and then and we, the don't methods even, the- we don't even see what happens at the at the tail end of all this.
1: And the fact that he he like Chuck is probably right about some things about mm-hmm. Jimmy and she knows that and like mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, she's doing the, a really excellent job. Did we did we fuck up by leaving Jonathan Banks off the male actors list? I don't think we did. I don't think so. I felt like this was an off. Like Jonathan Banks is great. Mike just didn't have as much to do. Yeah, and he a lot didn't of stuff have, they broke my boy or anything like that this season. Right, right. Like his the his best. I, I want to say his best sequence was shooting the, the toe of a, uh, Chuck Taylor Converse shoe. <laughs> Like that is when did that happen? I don't remember. That's uh, how he marked the the truck for the the border crossing. Oh right, yeah. Like some of that, like it's still. But I, I even found like this. I start to lose patience card. with the just watching Mike do Mike thing sequences, and that's yeah. not Jonathan Banks' fault. It's just
1: right, but it's also not him doing excellent acting either.
0: Right, you know? right. They got if they're going to do that, they got to keep get it. It's got to be bigger and more spectacular every single time. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, So we got Rhea Seahorn as Kim. And then Legion, I thought, had two pretty powerhouse female performances. A1, Aubrey Plaza as Lenny Busker. Yeah. And, I mean, she brought all of her, like, crazy manic energy to from, like, all the things you've seen Aubrey Plaza in. Bad Moms and, you know, My shitty hawaiian date movie and nope uh, neither of those yeah you're, you're kind of bearing the lead here and uh and like in and, and and the parks yeah. and rec uh and she added like just a, a real evil mm-hmm. evil crazy unhinged quality yeah and was was amazing she played like 10 different roles mm-hmm. in this in this show and i also really like rachel keller as sid Uh, Rachel Keller also uh, got my attention playing Simone from season two of Fargo. I feel much in the same way uh, that I feel about uh, Merritt Weaver. There's just something really watchable about her, and I'm excited to see – what she does in season 2 of Legion and also I keep like keeping an eye on to see like if she is she's going to break out into a movie or something because mm-hmm. she's very talented and also the other thing is like it does surprise me she's crazy young she's only like 23 24 years old
1: hmm. okay. so like
0: she's she could rip off a, a decade of amazing work and it wouldn't surprise me yeah um so yeah I think uh I think Aubrey Plaza is the obvious one to pull from that but like I don't know I I feel like they had, the Ra- Rachel had to do some complex stuff where she was switching bodies with people, yeah. and, you know, that's always, like, portraying someone else through your own instrument of your body is is a neat acting challenge, and... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and there was... And, this... and some
1: of the quieter moments that she has with um, Dan. Mm-hmm. Who...
0: Who? What's his last name? Stevens. Dan Stevens. Right. Uh, were really good too. Yeah, they took this like rogue quality where she's like the woman that you know you want to approach and get close to, but she can't be touched because that's part of her powers slash curse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it's. I thought it's. It's. It's real good. So I kind of want to bold both of them. Okay. And then see what who makes the top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that's it. There were no more actors on TV this year. Now. Now that we've got, that, that's that's not true. No,
1: that's true. We uh, got them
0: all. <laughs> now, now I guess what should we do? Should we try to put these into a top ten order? I guess yeah. We take all the bolded ones and we move. Want to start? Do you continue with the women and just? Uh, uh sure. All right, I'm gonna put uh, put the role, I guess, or the show. Since I'm, I think the next step is to make the that stuff go away. Mm, okay. uh, Lijuan, Um yeah, so this is Better Call Saul. Uh, Merritt Weaver was from Godless. Except I can't type. Elizabeth Moss is from Hand Jan Maids Tale. Hand Maids Tale. Are you doing the dudes?
1: No, I was doing the females.
0: Oh, okay. Uh there This we go. is from Fargo, and we this got him. From Wait, do we? Yep. What? Wait, what? Oh, okay. not <laughs> okay. on
1: your end. Cool. Uh,
0: all right, let's get rid of everybody else. So, here goes the yep. great purge. Everybody else can go fuck themselves. And the great purge. Now we're down to the Grace, the G- the Grace's Gummern people. Gummern the Gyllenhaals Halls of the world. Uh God damn it. I fucking hate this. Uh What are we going Okay. So, how many how many do we end up with? Do we end up with exactly 10? That's maybe Did, um yeah so uh do you want to do, do should we start at the b- bottom and like send people to the top that seems to be a sure thing to do uh but we're gonna be tough because like I feel like <laughs>
1: we've got the number one at the top is the problem
0: uh, yeah Carrie Coon's not gonna get busted
1: down I'm sorry, I just don't see okay, it. Okay, let me ask you this. Is Maggie Aubrey, Plaza,
0: Aubrey Plaza in Legion better than Rhea Seahorn in Better Call Saul? Oh,
1: shit. I
0: say yes. I kind of agree with you. What do you think about Rachel Keller? Uh, pff, No. Okay. Like, I, oh,
1: uh, Aubrey Plaza has more of a showcase kind of performance. I here, agree. You know? I agree. Whereas- it's, it's
0: more to do. It's Right. Okay, now it's, it's uh, broader, but it's good. I feel like all of these women are better than Merritt Weaver and Godless, but I've only seen the first what? three episodes. What?
1: I think Merritt Weaver would not go below Sid Barrett, Rachel Keller. I think. Hmm.
0: I can only see Merritt getting bumped down two spaces currently. Okay, I might argue, bad, but I, again, I haven't seen the whole show, so how can I? Right. I'm gonna throw Elizabeth uh, Moss to the top. Oh, what? Uh, well, Get I mean, out I'm of just town. I'm just throwing okay. it to the top in okay. the way that we sometimes <laughs> doesn't do. doesn't mean anything. Just throwing uh, it to the top. Uh, Aubrey Plaza better than Mary Elizabeth Winstead? as Nikki Swango? Uh,
1: I don't know about that. That's that's. Tough. See, I would say yes. Hmm. Okay. Um. I I don't feel too passionately about either of those. I I I think I could follow you on the Aubrey Plaza thing. Um, Now Now we're getting into the the showstoppers. Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: This top five is strong. Like I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw Maggie to the top. top. Oh come on, (laughs) to the top. Elizabeth
1: Moss goes to the top, but Maggie Gyllenhaal is not put to the top. Top. This is all least temporarily. All for
0: show. All part of the show fa- fa- folks. Grace Gummer to right. the top. So does Grace Gummer get above Millie Bobby Brown? I yes. say yes. Yes. You have a long career ahead of you, <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. And so does Grace Gummer. She's she's not like, you know, <laughs> she's not in the winter of her career, but, but she's not yeah. 11, yeah. Um then Car- no grace so, no, so the, are we the buck stops at carrie coon i feel like our yeah so so carrie coon is better than elizabeth moss and better than maggie gillenhall uh my- am yeah, i yeah mean, okay that's that's yeah. not controversial
1: honestly i'm happy with that list as is but i don't i, I haven't seen elizabeth moss in handmaid's tale so in, in my opinion it would be carrie coon maggie is- Gyllenhaal. Is
0: a realistic woman portrayal in an actual society that we live in in America and just losing her shit about how fucked up it is. A better performance than a woman in a fictionalized, over-the-top, crazy-ass, worst-possible-case-scenario version of a future America that if we fell asleep at the Switch for a generation or two, we might get.
1: You're not going to like my answer because it's noncommittal. It depends on the performance. I mean, that's... Like, the setting, I suppose, is more interesting
0: in the Elizabeth Moss in Handmaid's Tale. I See, uh, to me, I, I was going for the exact opposite. I'm like... Okay. To, I mean... Maggie Gyllenhaal, like, they're both, like, screams into the void, but, like, Maggie Gillenhall's about, like, it's, I guess it's a, a more grounded performance. I mean, to me. Whereas The Handmaid's Tale, but, I mean, you know. Ma- Maggie is my number two with a bullet here. Like, if it weren't for Carrie Coon, Maggie wins this. Yeah, and unfortunately, you would have to watch late into The Handmaid's Tale to see the stuff. Just kind of mm-hmm. like, because I think you could say the same thing about Maggie Gyllenhaal. Like, that was pretty late into the run of... The Deuce before she ripped off the first of her yeah. soliloquies, and mm-hmm. then she had another one a little bit after that. Elizabeth Moffat, I think, is like the 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 penultimate or maybe the third to last episode where she puts mm-hmm. in like like she, she 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 you know goes Super Saiyan. Yeah. So I kind of think that's fair. Do we? And we're sure we're sure that Grace Gummers better than Milly Bobby Brown. Because I say that because isn't that wait or is that the top yes. five? I think one, that is two, the top three, five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, I'm fine with that being a top five. Yeah. If 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 we were debating on who should make it like I, that would be a stronger debate. But if if they're going to be in the top five, I'm I'm cool with that.
1: You're in the top five. You're not going to
0: win, but right. So we ended up with a one, two, three, four, five. We ended up at the top ten. Do,
1: is there at all any remorse in the fact that Carrie Coon is going to win this twice in a row? <laughs> uh. I don't think that factors in, honestly. I think she put in the did she the win last year performance two years in a row. Did she win last year? I don't know. You can look at it. Uh, no, oh, you I can't look at I it. I can't Fuck. look at it. I wonder if it's on our on our Baldys article from last year. Probably
0: not, because it'd be spoilers.
1: Mr. You're right. It'd be considered spoilers. Best male and female actor. I'm trying to think
0: nope. of like Carrie Coon in season two of. I mean, you're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah, I and, I don't know that I can find this. Unless Leftovers took a year off. <laughs> that's the only <laughs> thing that might have. Uh... No, I mean, you, we can see if it was on the list, if she was on the list. Mm, that's true. That's true. That's uh, true. Let's see here. Uh let's see who's Justin Thoreau. See, I think Oh shit. I think I think yeah, she didn't. So she won the the year before, twenty fifteen? Yeah. I think Evan Go back to the twenty 20- fifteen Evan Rachel Wood. There's Evan Rachel be. Wood or Thandy Danny Newton won okay. last year, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Uh all these twenty
1: fifteen. Let's see if that's in any kind of order.
0: You know what? Well, we also added com- we also added comedian uh comedians to the, both lists, which we did. Yeah, I mean, they're never going to win, so no. I don't think we're wrong okay. for leaving them off.
1: Oh shit! Oh shit! Carrie what? Coon didn't win. Who so won? So, t- Baldi's 2015. Justin Thoreau got best actor. Uh Best actress in 2015 was Regina King, narrowly scooping I mean, the award fair. out from Carrie. See, Coon. that's
0: what I'm saying. Like this, this was. Uh, I believe you. This was Carrie Coon's year. Or I agree with you. Rather, this was this was the for on the yeah. leftovers. Like she find like yeah. Yeah, season two
1: was not as much about her as it was Kevin. Um, And And, in the scenes where she was super important, Regina King was also instrumental and destroyed
0: the screen. Right, right, right. So. So, okay. Then I'd feel no remorse whatsoever. It's, like it's, it's fucking stupid for us to act like you can't. Like if you're the best that year, yeah. you're the best that year. I'm no, not. I, this isn't with the fucking you. NBA inv- MVPs. You know, like if, <laughs> right. if you're the best, you're the best. I don't care how many years in a row you won. Like Michael Jordan should have won like seven MVPs, but he right. didn't for those exact same horseshit <laughs> arguments. All uh, right, I'm gonna start doing the the mail. Okay, let's do that. Uh, are we category. wait? Do we are we putting John Bernthal's Punisher? We're we not. We're not bolting him.
1: Uh yeah, them. We'll okay. see where he ends up. Might not be in the top ten.
0: Uh okay. <laughs> um let's see. Oof. Oof, a lot of big names just, just just skipping right over. Yep. Oh, we are only taking Jude Law.
1: Yeah. Cardinal so. Moleface.
0: <laughs> Cardinal, Cardinal Moleface doesn't doesn't get anything. Sorry, Moleface. Oof. Uh this is for Fargo. Uh, oh shit! I f- shouldn't have done this. Uh, John Bernthal, Punisher. Uh, I mean, the Punisher. <laughs> uh, better Call Saul. Uh, this is riveting podcasting. If we yeah. if we don't edit it, but you know, there we go. This is behind the scenes shit people crave. It's got the behind the scenes shit people crave. Deformatting. You know, I could probably just select all this and tell it to fuck right off with the bullet points and it would do it. Let's see. Uh huh. Ta-da. Cool. Alright, so we got Justin's or David Harver, Noah Schnappi, Um badong wong. Um God damn it. Why would it do that? Uh why would it not, I suppose. All right, here we go. Uh, is John Bernthal better than Michael McKean? No. Is Michael McKean better than Jeff Daniels from oh, Godless?
1: Oh, 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 uh...
0: Mm-hmm. Really? I, I gotta recuse myself, because three episodes it's, in, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. Man, I wish you had seen the rest of it then, because I think Jeff Daniels... Does excellent work throughout that series. Uh, I just feel like Michael McKean has the harder job and and executes on, on a level that I, I think just can't take anything away from him. So
0: you're wanting to put him above Jeff Daniels? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is Michael McKean better than Jude Law? Ooh, such different performances. Um, wow. I mean – They all have really dramatic chops and, like, poignancy and sadness and comedy. But I think Jude Law's thing was more fun. Oh, definitely more fun. So, like, all else being equal, the one that made me smile and entertained me and didn't make me feel bad about myself as a person in the final analysis, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to win. Maybe. Yeah, I'm cool with leaving those in that order for now. Uh, is Jude Law better than David Thewlis? No, I agree. David Thewlis needs to go up this list. Is Dave, uh, so? Let's to the top. Are we to, to the, the top? Him to, to the, the top. top. To the top. Sorry, Justin, <laughs> you're temporarily <laughs> below someone else. Uh, Gary Carr. Okay, is Jude Law better than Gary Carr as CC? The Gary young, Carr the young as pimp. CC.
1: Uh, yes. I think that's a, a much more complex performance. Jude is Law. better
0: than CeCe? Okay, I, mean, yeah. I, I I agree, too. Uh, is he better than James Franco? Yes. Uh, yeah. Is he better than Bobby Cannavale or B.D. Here's Wong? Here's where things get interesting. I agree. He's, uh, he's, he's. I feel like he's starting to rise to his ceiling. I would say let's leave him there for now, and let's see what, what okay. Gary Carr does. Um, is Okay. Because I want to
1: say Michael McKean is going... Above Gary Carr and James Franco
0: as well. He's he's kind okay. of traveling with Jude Law. I would take lot I would I pope. would take Michael I would take Jeff Daniels. Okay, uh, and put him. I almost feel like
1: John Bernthal is going to be an honorable mention in this category because yeah the the performance is kind of one note and it's, and a, and it's a, not it's a, his fault. It's, it's a comic
0: book movie. It's, it's a just the material. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So. I, I'm going to put Gary Carr over James Franco. Like, not that it matters, because okay. it's, it's out of the top five, but... It matters to me, damn it. Um, Okay.
1: Now, where are we? Bobby Cannavale?
0: Yeah. He's it's not it, better than... And BD Wong to the top, top with B. both of them. Both of them to yeah, the top? To the top. <laughs> to the fucking top. He's gone crazy. I know. Because we're about ready to hit into the... Okay, so, like, Noah Schnapp. I don't think he's better... Like. Ugh, him and David Harbor. Oh, I don't God. think I don't
1: think the work that either of them do is better than the work that the Mister Robot actors did. I honestly uh, feel like they they
0: belong yeah, where they are. I agreed, agreed. I'm actually wondering whether Jude Law should go above either of them. I kind of think he does,
1: and and maybe Michael McKean <laughs> and maybe, Michael McKean? No. and maybe Jeff Daniels. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I really like Michael McKean as Chuck. All right. I like that. So you're saying that Michael McKean goes over David Harbour and Noah Schnapp. Yeah, I think it's a harder thing to pull off, and he pulled it off. Man, I hate uh, – now I'm starting to feel – I'm going back to fuck Chuck.
1: <laughs> I just think that's a really complex character, and and the way he portrays it is really skilled. What's Will Byers, a bowl, bowl of tapioca? No, but it, it's a lot more like swinging into in in, – in, he has like two gears where Michael McKean has like ten. Hmm. He's, he's Michael McKean's the semi-driver, and Noah Schnapp is the guy driving a uh, five-speed bike. Hmm.
0: Hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> they, I, I don't know. They think Michael McKean very many grace notes this season. Like he's like I I mean he's kind of one note in his way. Like he just he just 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 goes between retreating to grandiosity to then receding into shame, and he just keeps flipping back between those two extremes. Like I'm not seeing the. I think it's the subtlety. multifaceted as part of the performance that you're seeing.
1: Yeah, but I mean neither is Will Byers. He goes from being bedridden and passed out to screaming his lungs out. Like that's <laughs> really the only performance fair. there. You know,
0: fair. Uh, and the occasional scene where he gets to be a kid I mean Jim Hopper got to do more than just Beat people up this season For sure yeah. um,
1: Okay. Uh, so, I think this uh, is where uh, David Harbour and Noah Schnapp Part ways And okay, Noah goes a little right. further
0: down the list and Jim, Okay I can get be- Jim I Hopper's can. Uh, oh man I mean that's the thing once Noah starts falling I can see really better in Cece Like to me that's around the level Like here's what i do I don't know why I'm shitting on James Franco. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I don't know. The, uh, Noah Schnapp is good, but is he is he doing the same kind of subtle
0: work? Are we discounting the work they're doing because they're genre roles? No, I
1: think it's about I think it's about nuance and it's about complexity in yeah. my mind. And the more complex a role, the harder it is to pull off. And I don't think
0: Will Byers is a very
1: complex role.
0: Okay. I think Will Byers uh, okay. is a kid who's tortured by, de- by a demon. We all the time bitch about how terrible child roles are, yeah. child performances are. They can so be. it must be a hard thing to do, to to believably play. So why sure. are we now saying that it's meh, meh? Like Be- because I, because the level of complexity is not nearly as high as an adult role. Why is it less complex than Millie Bobby the work that Millie Bobby Brown is doing? Because she's conflicted about emotions and how she feels about the situation and herself. Will
1: Byers is screaming because a demon is attacking his butthole. Like, yeah, but
0: that's like late season. Like there's some stuff earlier on where it was a lot more of like a like a a, a, a a tug and pull and a seduction than a just like I'm shoving my smoke tentacles down your throat. Like where. You know, he did like Haunted Child, which I think is you know that's rarefied air. Like to do that and not be annoying, it's like oh, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, just it's like that's just the that's that's a hard thing to do right. But hmm. I don't see see I don't also see these guys getting into the top five. So right, uh, and also is Jim Neighbor Harbor better than Michael McKean? Is he just more likable? Sure. And, and is Jude Law not going to make the top five? Or wait, yeah, Jude Law is at the top five. Yeah,
1: I mean, for for Michael McKean to ever you know, even score on these charts, I've always had to really separate him from the character. Um, separate the job that the actor is doing from the character he's playing because Michael McKean is doing such a good job of playing a shitbag.
0: Well, let me ask you this. What... Where are we at with the top five? Because right now we got B.D. Wong, Bobby Cannavale, David Thulis, Justin Thoreau, Jude Law. I'm not talking about the order. I'm talking about do we like that as a top five? I mean, yeah, that feels like a pretty good,
1: pretty good grouping. Uh, I feel, I feel kind of bad that the, like Gary Carr does a great job as CC. Uh huh. Yeah, and that is not like a super easy role to play. Like being uh, convincingly portraying someone who could have the, you know, this stable of prostitutes who he both charms and terrifies. Yeah. And he also um, has
0: this thing where he does where, cause I, I rewatched a couple of the early show uh, episodes. Um, he has this thing where he's like, you can tell he's out of his depth, like intellectually or emotionally or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he like has this like facade of bravado, like, like I think he's having a conversation with Reggie Love about like Nixon's pimping in Vietnam, and you can uh-huh. tell that like he doesn't follow current events the way uh, Reggie Love does. But he's like, you know, at the end he like kind of covers up with this like, well, all right, shit, I like, like, and I don't know, like that's I think that's kind of cool when you can see people played like flawed characters like that, like uh-huh. a very smart person playing a person that maybe a notch below a, 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 a intelligence. Yeah, like he's still got a like, like Chris Partlow, like he's he's the other like simpleton-minded pimp that's like really scary too. Like he's Darlene's pimp, Uh, Uh, and I know mm, that character is fucking smart, or the actor is very smart, Uh and he's got a lot of layers to him. And he played a very smart, like you know, character on The Wire, and he's playing like kind of like a dangerous, uneducated dumbass in this Mm -hmm. one. And that's, I mean, that's challenging. That's challenging. That's also kind of brave to kind of like, you know, <laughs> uh, that's just like, this feels like I'm making Tropic Thunder. I'm starting to make Tropic Thunder jokes. Uh, you know, if you, when, you, when, you, when you're trying to play within limitations like that without making it seem like a comedy thing, okay. <laughs> like you're not simple. Ja- you don't want yeah. a simple Jackie. You don't want a Forrest Gump it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. Uh, but yeah, I agree. He's doing some complex stuff, but the thing is, Jeff Daniels, super shocking that he's able, that he's even got that gear that he can go to. Never even seen him in a villain, let alone like a believable chilling villain. Michael McKean, you know, I, maybe David Hart, maybe David Harbour is too high. Maybe I'm only doing that because I I like the character Jim Hopper so much. I think so. I mean, he's got, of all the characters,
1: um... Him and Eleven have, I think, some of the most complex stuff to do.
0: If David Harbour played the FBI agent, next-door neighbor in The Americans, I might still be watching that show. (laughs) All right. If they got rid of the bowl of tapioca pudding and put him in, I might Mm -hmm. still be watching that show. That's how much I fucking like David Harbour. Yeah. He's a rich man's version of whoever the CDC doctor from The Walking Dead is.
1: Shit, but I mean, it's not like he's got nothing to do in that show. <laughs> it's not like he does okay, it poorly. let's
0: stop fucking around. We've got a top five that I'm happy with. Okay. And is Jude Law better than Justin Throw? Fuck no. Is Justin Throw better than David uh, David Thulis? Fuck yes. He's better than Bobby Cannavale. He's better than D- B.D. Wong. Okay. Uh, I, get- I, I think we all knew what was going to happen here. Now.
1: Now this is the tough part.
0: I think David Thewlis is better. I think David Thewlis is a number two. It starts too. to become an argument B.D. Wong, because B.D. Wong is also a villain, a very interesting, non-conventional villain, but, but I never felt like I never had to look bones. away from the camera because of shit that he was doing, whereas David Thewlis made me, you know, made me look away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of like that top five. I kind of like this. I, I like, I, I think... I like this this list period. Whew. Justin Theroux as Kevin as, as Kevin Garvey, David Lewis, VM Varga, B.D. Wong as White Rose slash Zhang, Bobby Cannavale as Irving and Jude Law as the young pope. I think I could be talked into swapping Jude Law and Bobby Cannavale. But. Um, I... Oh, you know what? I actually. Yeah, I think that's that's sometimes uh, they get set. They get joined at the hip. These people in the same show. Yeah. OK, I like that. I like that. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out how much of that is just wanting to
1: separate the the two actors from a single show, and how much of that is like feeling like Jude Law actually deserves it. Um, I think he does. Yeah, I think I'm happy with that list. Okay.
0: Then I think we're ready to make uh, we're ma- ready to make some surveys and send them out to our fans to see what they have to say. Should we do this? Should we go? Excited. I'm excited to see what happens there.
1: How do I do this?
0: Boom. Holy Just to shit. let you know. Boom. We had a top 12. Oh,
1: we, we, what about this? The female actors. We got a, a bulleted list. What the fuck is that bullshit? Mm. And then we can delete John Bernthal and James Franco entirely. We could. Because <laughs> they didn't make the top 10. We but, could. Nah, they were in the running. so.
0: Um, I mean, that might be something we put into the meta category, right? Like, if we want to talk, or notable exceptions, if we want to put in the Punisher, is like. Hmm. a show we wanted to talk about and just did because yeah we already did that one though did we? yeah we've done everything now oh that's right that's right I was thinking maybe we could shoehorn it back in and just talk about it on our board show alright let's yeah, just uh, let's leave it as that and we'll we'll do some fine tuning later alright there you go I think that's the last of the deliberations okay see ya
1: what mm. stop But, okay, good. All right, I got to take off. And stop.